Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The moon you last night, I was trying to get you on at the end, calling Ballinger Cancer Moon. It ended at like five in the morning. I was trying to get you on because like maybe Molly's awake now. We can use this as an episode. We got to talk about because we were just talking shit about Colleen. And then we're like, let's just see your chart. And we're like, oh, my God, Cancer Moon, Jonah Hill, Cancer Moon. All the Cancer Moons are getting outed right now. That's really weird. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine, and we are here to recap a reboot of a real Housewives franchise, Real Housewives of New York City. So this time it's back. So it's season 14 of New York, but it's like Saved by the Bell, the new class. So it's season 14, but it's season one. Of this group. Basically, yes. Yes. Because if you will recall, season 13 ended in a blaze of indignity because it (laughs) was there were two issues. First of all, it was COVID times. So it made it really hard to film. And second of all, there was a lot of racism, which also made it hard to film, I guess. So they decided to COVID and racism. I feel like these are like the two big plagues. Yeah, it was the it was like summer 2020. Real Housewives of New York City was a casualty of summer 2020. Really? Shit. Yeah. So they scrapped it. They decided to do they were going to do a legacy version with all the older ladies and this reboot version, but they ended up cutting the legacy version because Jill Zarin played too much hardball uh with the the salaries. She wanted more money and Jill. apparently yeah, they scrapped it. So now they're doing they're doing a legacy ultimate girls trip. And this is the new class of Real Housewives of New York City. Okay. So what did you think as a long time? I know that you're like a housewife. This is sort of like your safety blanket in a way, like as a time. fan of the franchise hardcore. And I'm also curious, based on your knowledge of it, like the first season of New York then versus now. But like, what did you think of the reboot? And yeah, what did you think about the comparison between initial New York introductions versus new New York introductions. So every franchise now, Real Housewives is starting to eat its own tail a little bit because it has become such a juggernaut and such a launching pad for possibly successful businesses. And even if you can't get a successful business out of it, you can probably be an influencer if you get on the show. So a lot of the women now on all of the franchises, especially the newer ones, are self-producing. They're not actually friends. And it is not as fun to watch as the early ones. The first season of New York City, it was clear that these women were completely unself-aware, <laughs> very delusional, right. thought they were much more important than they were. And yeah. they had real money. So right. the coolest thing, and then they all kind of got divorced and it just stopped being as aspirational money-wise. 
that was one of the first things I noticed about this new reiteration of it because these girls are rich. These girls have nice houses. Yeah. Yeah. So that is really fun because that's what I want to see. I don't want to see like McMahon. Like, this is why. The only if I did if I wasn't from New Jersey, I wouldn't watch Real Housewives of New Jersey because McMansions, right, you're like, who wants to live in right this like ugly house in Saddle River? Right. I, exactly. So like the yeah. whole appeal <laughs> of New York and Beverly Hills is like, oh, these girls have real money. So it was nice yeah. to see that Um, just as if it's escapism, you know, lifestyles, the rich and famous. We love to see it. And the other thing that was a really good sign to me was the fact that we picked up with drama that had seemingly started at previous social gatherings. Now that is a really good sign because it makes it seem like these girls, I'm sure they're not all best friends, but they do have some connection to each other. Those are the best shows when the women are actually friends with each other and they're not just trying having to hang out for a TV show, but also at the same time, there was a scandal, which we don't need to get into because there's not a lot of details about it. One of the women apparently was, she's not on the show anymore. There was a seventh cast member and she was fired for once again, being racist in some way. I think it might've been like, she might've been like a really extreme Zionist or something like that. Oh, I think I read about this. It was that someone wanted to get set up with like one of the like Orthodox Jewish friends. And she was like, um, we actually only breed within race or like something like that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And I'm Jewish. I can, I can miss say it, but I think that that's what it is. Yeah. I think wow. Brie was like, hook me up with, you know, Shlemiel or whatever. And the lady was like, actually we need to like preserve. Okay. Lizzie Savetsky is her name. And it says that she will no longer take part in the reboot um, because anti-Semitism drove her away from the show. That's what page six report. Oh, this is from a Jewish website. So there's two sides to every every story. Two sides to every story. She said, as a proud Orthodox Jewish woman, I thought participating in this series would be a great chance to represent people like me. Unfortunately, from the time of my announcement in the cast, I was on the receiving end of a torrent of anti-Semitic attacks. As this continued, I realized this path was no longer right for me and my family. Um, That's unfortunate. And she also posted a spoof of a March Vogue cover featuring Bella Hadid parodying the half half Palestinian models pro-Palestinian activism. She wrote Bella Hadid graces this month's Vogue cover wearing design by John. I love Hitler Galliano. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. This is, okay. This is wild. All right. So she, anyway, she got fired. Um, but I was thinking maybe the reason why they had some. Wait, did I just pre- make up that other story? I think you I might swear have. to God. I read it. Okay. I'm going to take a look later, but like, I, there's no way I made that up. Like I'll, I'll look into it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, don't quote us. Funny if that's any- like a rumor I'm spreading, though, that like she's like, we only date with like, Jews. <laughs> it's like, that, if that's not true, then like that's I really need to, to like take a look at what's going on within me. <laughs> there's some internalized. Yeah, there's like something bubbling up if, if it's not something I read. <laughs> because I think I think if you're saying like, I mean, especially not to get this to be extremely serious right off the bat, but well, if any Real Housewives of New York reboot, what's more serious than that? I know they always make you get to these serious places. If any ethnic group kind of has a right to be like, no, we got to keep this thing going. It's 
an ethnic group that was the subject of a huge genocide less than 100 years ago. You know, Except like no I used to have jokes about this. We're going to breed ourselves out of sinuses. We're going to we got to we got to mix it up. <laughs> we got to mix it up. Anyway, that lady is out. But I thought that maybe they were at these they were referring to this cheese argument and this dinner at catch because maybe Lizzie Savetsky was in those scenes and they had to scrap all the footage because of whatever happened with her firing. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, that would actually make sense. Um, the thing that I was going to say before was like. I felt like they didn't know each other at all, and they were like sort of like maybe some of them know each other. But I felt like this was clearly like watching like first day of college orientation or like first day of camp stuff where it's like they're all like pretending to be closer than they are. Maybe some of them know each other peripherally. I actually read and I told you I did that diptyque event. I read Versailles right before this and I remember it so specifically. And you mean you read her tarot cards? Yeah. At a yeah. diptyque event. Yeah. And it's funny. I remember specifically she said something really funny. I remember like saying something like oh, well, like, you're so lucky, like, to just, like, be an influencer. It's, like, must be awesome. And she's, like, no, actually, like, it's not easy. I, like, come from nothing. I worked my ass off. I work every single day. She's, like, do you know how stupid it feels to, like, time my kids' playtime when there's good natural light or having to, like, stop in the middle of a crosswalk to do a fake walk pick? She's, like, it's humiliating to be an influencer, but, like, I have to do it because I'm actually doing well. And, like, I believe in the time, I think she was, like, and my husband's about to retire. And, like, I want to, like, make this bigger because I'm good at it but actually like I sort she was saying like I sort of resent when when the reading that I did with her I, I'm pretty sure that it was her because I even followed her but scout in the city she was like I don't even know if I want to keep going on this track because it's so much work to actually like you don't understand like I would have been a model but I'm really short so like this was the Instagram was like the only thing that I could do to like just like love fashion and love photography and like be pretty without like being rejected from like professional modeling. And I was like, whoa. And she's like, yeah, it's a horrible job though. She's like a 24 seven, everything with my kids is like real, but like sort of staged. And like, literally she's, she said, she said, every time you walk across a crosswalk, it's humiliating to be the person that's like, like catch me, catch me almost stepping. And I was like, whoa, yeah, actually. <laughs> wow. So I guess she's maybe hoping that this will be a launch pad for her to yes. do a little bit less of that, but that's exactly what she hopes this is. I think it's going to snowball her like, right. But at least she's not like, she has been like a one woman show. And I think it could snowball her, but like per your point, it's like most of the people on this show are already influencers. So instead of them getting the benefit of becoming influence influencers, I think what they get is the benefit of maybe becoming like a real company or like a real business that right. is so that it, where they get to manage people instead of having to do everything like it's a, a DIY influencer photo shoot. Right. The dream is especially in New York is always to be Bethany, to have skinny girl. Right. Yeah, to yeah. have skinny girl and then to have like a teen. This will be really interesting to watch how that progresses for Sai because like I said, I think it's I I I could see it snowballing her influencer career in terms of it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and harder and harder to quit because it is hard mm. to pivot because when you're really that good of an influencer, you can command tens of thousands of dollars per post and nothing that you can manufacture and sell is really like that much money 
per item. Do you know what I mean? It's like the difference between being an actor and getting paid a lump sum per movie versus being a musician and having to keep generating, generating, generating stuff, you know, like, yes, I don't know. So that will be interesting to see. Well, it was interesting at this whole event. Like one of the things that stuck out to me was like how miserable all of the like exclusive influencers like that were there that I was reading for were. And like, it does seem like a genuinely hard job. Yeah. I used to work with a lot of influencers uh, when I was an editor at a magazine and you really, it is, you sell your soul. You really do because every moment of your day, you're thinking, wait, could this be content? Could this be content? It really is sort of miserable. And a lot of people, I think, and you're always worried that you're going to fall off. The algorithm's going to change and it's going to destroy your business model. Like it seems like it's, a great gig and it is compared to a lot of stuff but sure. it's it's also but it's like you have to be like self like starting in every way like yeah she didn't have a team she's not signed with anyone or at the time at least so I guess it was 2019 it was like right before COVID actually but like or no I guess it was 2018 I can look it's on my it's on my timeline on my thing I think she's tagged like like yeah I remember her just saying that like everything that she did that used to be like really fun and everything that she was working for now became like a part of a like content creation cycle and it like took out the like authentic joy of the things that she looks like online she's having authentic joy doing yeah totally so who was I thought Sai was my favorite so far for some reason I don't know she just has alpha energy I really think that in this premiere episode Bryn and Aaron were both jockeying for supremacy but Sai is the one who's going to come around from behind and be the alpha that everyone's kind of trying to impress because she just has a really she just has a really strong vibe to me I mean I feel like she is the alpha like already I I I don't know I would say that she's my favorite but I think she is definitely the she has the most like dominant star power energy although I could watch what's her name Ula Uba. Uba. I could watch. Uba is a stun. I could just stare at Uba. Like, I thought Uba was physically arresting. I thought, wow, what a beautiful person. Like, what a beautiful woman. Um, Am I crazy or did they not have any standalone Uba scenes at all? We went to every other woman's house and learned who she lives with and what her deal is besides Uba. All we saw was Uba at home in her Columbus well, actually, the one thing that I thought was Uba, the, the reason they probably didn't show. OK, so she lives in Columbus Circle. She's a working model, I believe. They don't mm-hmm. make that much money. I don't think I think her, she probably if I were to guess, because they did show that shot of her trying on the like dress that was too short, that was brown or whatever. I was like, oh, like she's here because she's a model and she's like gorgeous and Somalian and and like cool. But like they're not going to show. I, I was like, I, I just had the thought like, oh, I bet that she's like the financially the least successful like quote unquote of them all because she actually is a working model and she probably has a studio in Columbus Circle and she probably rents it for three thousand dollars a month I mean maybe she owns but like I yeah. see her like I think she's a I think she's an, a model from, from Africa you watched Real Housewives of Dubai right at least one episode yes because I made you she's cousins with Chanel Ion who is oh on Dubai. Oh, and oh I love so, that. I know it's so funny because they have these Oh, they're exact- definitely related. Whoa. Yes. 
the Whoa. same kooky vibe. Yeah, I really, I thought she at first, like Aaron, I related to the most. I thought she was, I think my friend Haley knows her actually. She's also a realtor in the city. Like I just know Aaron, like Aaron felt like the most authentic New Yorker to me. And so did mm-hmm. Cy, but Cy's a Brooklyn, New Yorker. Like Aaron's a, a Manhattan, like upper, like a lot of my friends are Upper East Side, Manhattan, 30 something realtors. <laughs> like she's sort of like in my scene, then they pay for my drinks and thank you realtors. But like, mm-hmm. like, and she, but she was the most like, normal to me and she felt very New York to me um and so I liked her Cy and uh Uba. Uba Jenna Lyons is probably the most interesting character on the show I really don't appreciate how they're sort of describing her as like what was that scene who was it that was like she's so weird like she likes olives but not black olives she likes it's like the worst examples of like how yeah. creepy she is it's like what a give me a it, she sleeps with her with her with her pants on like jeans or she you know tell me something actually weird like yeah that she was, doesn't like saltines it's not that weird like what do you that was so bizarre what a bad think- what a bad cut like what a bad like they must have just needed some filler yeah so jenna to me clinches the cast. I think she is. She's the she, only like actually interesting person with a real career that is like, whoa. Yeah. That we already cared about. And yeah, she is so eccentric and so New York because she yeah. is eccentric. I mean, you know, well, to me, it's like her- funny when I was looking up her chart, I'm like, actually, she's so like Boston in New York. She's so J. Crew. <laughs> really? She's from Boston. That's funny. I because she yeah, has that I like think, she's like conservative, like puritanical kooky. Like she's she's this mix of sort of because she is a little like she isn't as kooky as I think they like wanted her to seem. I thought she was like very New England. And it's also funny because yeah, J. Crew is not kooky. Being CEO of anything is certainly not kooky. It's right. like she's the no, most like out, she's actually the most overtly like like serious strict person of the group yeah it kind of seemed like they were trying to put her in her place a little bit because she is the star going in and she is a little older than them the rest like of she's them. the only one that i imagine they had to like get yeah 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 like the they had were- to have someone that was actually like a draw yeah, definitely. And it did seem a little bit like they were not trying to put her down, but I also liked the scene when Jessel, who was really boring, she really I mean, boring. The only thing we can hope from Jessel is that we watch her in real time, get a divorce or something. That's going to happen for sure. Yeah. Making yeah. fun of her husband, just talking about what a piece I know, of the way is. she was talking about him. I was like, how dare you? He's going to hate know. this. He's out of here. I know really bad, but she's like, she, yeah, sometimes we tussle. It's like, how about you just shut the fuck up about it? And then Jenna walks in the house and she immediately starts kissing her ass. It's like, okay. And like getting along with him really well. And she's like, oh, you two are really hitting it off. And she's like, yeah, we are. And he's like, that's, she's like, that's funny because we don't get along at all. And it's like, okay. I'm like, well, don't worry. Jenna doesn't like men anymore, but like weird. Yeah, she was, she was acting very strange. She must be one of the ones who's a publicist. I think there's more than one that does Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a very PR marketing heavy group. Yeah, which is a misstep in my opinion, but whatever. Yeah. And she yeah. has very publicist energy because she is sort of like flat. Like I see where she'd be a good just canvas to like bounce something and spin it off of. 
And she's sucking up to the people that she thinks are higher than her. And she's treating yes. her husband and family like shit. Like that's. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. just the worst kind of person. It was a real power move that Sai had the first scene at her Brooklyn Brownstone. Totally. Like, that was very alpha. And in the first season of Real Housewives of New York City, one of the recurring plot points was Simon and Alex live in Brooklyn and no one ever wants to go to their house because mm. they're like, ew, I'm not going to Brooklyn. Why would I ever go to Brooklyn? That's so and they, stupid. Well, it was like 15 years ago. And I guess. Right. Maybe, yeah. Right. That's interesting how fast it changed. Yeah. So that was like definitely a real mm. come up for Brooklyn. And mm -hmm. it was just really cool. And and the, her yard was like beautiful. I and know. it was funny because then Aaron and Uba are sitting in Washington Square Park, like in the pub in public. Like, neither one of you has a nice enough apartment to go and have this opening scene in? Well, I don't think Uba does. I think Aaron's apartment looked nice, but she just is more of like a... I mean, of course, these are all like expensive apartments, but like she... It was a, it was like an appropriate apartment for like a two-income household of a realtor who sells on, you know, in the Hamptons and like a family home like it it, it yeah. was a very new york chelsea apartment yeah yeah totally but it was just like wow look how far brooklyn has come like now mm -hmm. brooklyn is the chic backyard and the manhattan girlies are like sitting with like flies flying all around them right. in in the park with nyu kids around you know right. what i mean like totally. I don't know, it, was, it was very interesting mm -hmm. yeah and i also feel like Sigh, them opening with her was almost a way for them to declare like these people are New Yorkers. And I think they tried to like, there's no way they tried to slip Bryn in right at the beginning there with her to try to, I think, offset the fact that she's clearly and not a New Yorker. Everybody, yes. she's obviously going to be like the fan fave. I found her to be. I thought she was annoying beyond measure. I thought, what are you doing here? She literally felt like the Audrina Patrick of this whole thing. They must have hired her, flown her in from, from Hollywood. She seems like someone that should be on Sir. She should she be on was, Vanderpump. She was much more obnoxious than Audrina, I thought. And I'm not an No, Audrina but just fan. like, not even that she was obnoxious, but just in that, like, it's like, you don't, like... You don't belong here. You don't belong here. You're, you're, you're friends with these people. You guys, you guys came up together. I don't fucking think so. I, here's what I immediately thought of when... I just kind of, and I'm going to sound like a snob. You have to understand that yeah. we are both from New Jersey. We're not saying that we're New Yorkers, but we both lived in New York for a long time. We're from we the tri-state area, okay? And we're Capricorns. You know, yeah, so. like you can spot a Midwesterner a mile away. And I right. was, so I was, when the minute I saw her, like her clothes, her vibe, the way she kind of acts like a teenager, everything she's wearing is sort of tacky and from five years, five, 10 years ago. I thought of season six, Sex in the City, when Carrie and Berger are arguing about whether women in New York wear scrunchies or not. And they see oh, that woman yeah. in the in the in line at the restaurant who's wearing a scrunchie and Berger's like, see, she's in a in a hip downtown restaurant and she's wearing a scrunchie. And Carrie takes a sip of her drink and she's like, she's not from New York. And he's like, what? <laughs> and that was how I felt like the whole every time she was on screen, I was just like, she's not from New York. That's and again, I felt I was like, am I? I just don't know. But no, but she's not even from the East Coast. Like she's not we're not from New York City, but like my grandparents, I grew up, my grandparents live on the 
Upper West Side. I mean, I'm not like, like I my my family. I live here. Like we're from here. She's yeah. like not from here. I'm definitely visibly and palpably Jersey, but still. <laughs> I mean, I probably am too. But also, like, could be a, could slide in for Upper West Side. I did live with my grandparents for quite some time, and you know, yeah. holidays have been on the Upper. My family's on the Upper West Side, so it's either That's Jersey a, or the Upper West Side. Yeah, I looked up where she was from the minute that you texted me. Bryn is not from New York. I was already googling where <laughs> oh my God. Bryn from Roni from, and she's from the Midwest. Now, do we know where? No, I didn't go further than that. That was all I needed. The thing about Bryn to me, where for so many reasons she didn't fit in, but the one thing that I felt like she doesn't have in common with the other women, like like you said, on even on the last real. Housewives of New York cast, they're all like hustlers. Like in New York, there is that like entrepreneurial, like you have to work to live here and it, you have to be a, a fairly serious person. Even if you're like yeah. into the theater, you're a serious theater. She, there's some, she doesn't have an ounce of like serious in her body. And I'm like, she, she would be eaten alive here. Like I just, she's, she's too flip for New York. Yeah, I that's why New York has always and will always be my favorite franchise. And again, I wouldn't even watch New Jersey if I wasn't from there. <laughs> right. Because everyone in New Jersey in the cast is pretty much so dumb. And right. New York just always you have to be smart to make it in New York. Right. And all the New York casts are always just more with it, just smarter, more sophisticated. And they don't like I, I don't know there and Beverly Hills a little bit to to a lesser extent just because I mean I guess their thing is just that they're a little bit more polished than the other cities they don't want to raise right. up a stink but the New York girls like well they it's sort of like glitz and glam it's like it can be it's like serious glitz and glam whereas otherwise the glitz and glam could co sort of come across as like a prop in whatever way like I think in in what they're serious about in Beverly Hills is like staying like keeping up with the Beverly Hillians yeah like they they leave a lot of good storylines on the table because they all have this sort of agreement not to talk about the skeletons in each other's closets and it's like well what are we doing here like right you know whereas New York they will talk about that because they're real they're New Yorkers right and they also will have ridiculous arguments like about the cheese and but I felt like that was so fake because it wasn't even she didn't even say it anyway I just felt like I felt like I think you're actually right that like part of what we're missing from this first episode is that there was another character and they had to scrap. Like, I felt yeah. like this episode was like piecemealing. Like, I felt like the cheese was like a last ditch effort to like, we need like a, a B story. We need like an argument story. I know. I can see why you would think that. But I it's, it's really... such a non-issue. Everyone ate cheese. And she didn't know, even say but... that. And Bryn's like, hee hee, I'm walking to my execution. I'm walking to my death. That's like, are you guys just saying words? Like, it was so pretend to me. Yeah, that was dumb. But I liked it because I could see myself expressing surprise that someone has cheese at a party just because I can't eat cheese. <laughs> and I, I guess, but like, it just, I it's just, just feel so like no like... one eats cheese anymore. So like, I could see that being a conversation. Like if you had a spread at a party and it was all cheese, I would, I would, I don't know if I would say something to the host, but I would certainly say something to someone. Like I would be like, wow, I didn't know cheese was still this big. Yeah. And yet, and still that would not be interesting. Like, even if it was true, it's like, 
for her to be like, we need to go in the other room and talk. Like you're spreading lies about me. It's like, you guys like, yeah, that was dumb. What? It could have been handled in. They're such all a- sitting around in size backyard talking shit like, oh, sorry, we don't want to get your shitty restaurant and like enjoy your cheese. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait, like, what? Like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it should have been handled in a funnier, more tongue in cheek way. Right. Erin kind of ruined it. Erin seems like so serious, super serious. Killjoy. No sense of humor whatsoever. Like she just she didn't see that. But that's inherent- why she, she was the most New York to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's from New York. <laughs> see, I because she's just like hardcore. Yeah, that's why I like Sai better. Like I like Sai because Sai was being real, talking about the cheese issue, talking about not wanting to go to catch, just being honest. And it's hilarious. She's just like, yeah, I didn't want to go to catch. What did you think about the whole catch storyline? It's so funny that they beeped out catch. Well, they beeped out. That makes sense that it's catch. I was wondering why they beeped out. I'm like, oh, maybe they don't want to get like sued. Or now I'm like, oh, if it's cat, I didn't realize it was catch. I was going to ask you if we figured out what it is. But now I'm like, yes. oh, it's because Tom Colicchio was a bra- is a Bravo guy. Oh, is that the owner of Catch? Yeah. Okay. Brian Moylan at Vulture did the legwork and found it out. Thank you, Brian. So, yeah, he he somehow did the detective work. It's on Vulture's website. Um, we don't really know why they bleeped it out. Jenna Lyons apparently said on a podcast that it was because they didn't want to mess up his business they all decided as a group that it wasn't nice but it's like but but also the fact that it's catch I thought they were gonna say like Phoebe's or like some dive bar like the way they were talking about it was so like I don't know I don't think it's a very New York thing to be I feel like the thing about New York that I appreciate is that like rich or poor yeah, you go to the same places, right? Like Uba and Aaron are sitting on dog shit in the park with college students and homeless people. And like, right. you you don't New York, like L.A. is much more of a place where it's like because you have to like drive there and get to the place where to be like at a place that's like a spot. New York's not really about that. Like yeah, New York is about like just let's all go hang out wherever. Like it isn't so like, much for them less- to be like 2012. It's like who even is still thinking in what are you in middle school? Like what the fuck? Right. It's so much less cool to be that picky and precious about stuff. And to lie about it. It's like, at least say that you don't like this place. Yeah, it's so uncool. And she thought Bryn thought she was being cool by saying that. And then I was like, okay, please explain to me why catch is to Outre, but your outfit looks like that. Like you, what do you do? Lace, cool lace though. Yeah, you're not the barometer of what's happening right now, Bryn. You're a little behind the times. Like, right. nice beachy waves, you know? It's just, Whoa, like... Right, though. And I'll it's still like, do beachy waves, but I'm not sitting around being like, I refuse to go to this restaurant because it's not cool enough for me, you know? It's right. Just, like, She's like, who would even yourself. go there? Who wants to be, like, seen there? It's like, wait a second. Like, first of all, you have to be seen on TV, so, like, relax. Second of all... I got the impression because they literally don't know each other that Aaron was just trying to like organize a like girls hang, like let's get to know each other thing. Aaron lives in Chelsea. That's near her house, catches near her house. So she was just like, oh, this is easy for me. And it's probably going to be uh, a great place for us to just like talk. And, and they probably, probably and I've been to catch and it is a good place to talk. Like it, it is. A yeah, good, it's fine. They need a big What's table. What's wrong with it? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with it? 
Yeah. So that was really, that was a tell that she was not from New York, right? I That was like one of the big things, man. I'm like, oh, you'd rather go to like Casa Cipriani next to the Staten Island Ferry as if that's like, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, do you ever go to those things in New York where they have like, like Gitano is one of them where it's like pop up, like we created Ibiza on New York. And it's like a, it's like New York does sometimes have these like things where it's like, just opened like super exclusive like come here to be seen and it's sort of like to me it always seems like wealthy touristy like it's like no if you're in new york you just go to wherever's around the corner because like you're gonna put money in the jukebox and get fucking drunk and like meet new people and like see where the night takes you like i don't know i just feel like it's never about like where you're going in new york that's like sort of the joy of it yeah exactly and if it is about where you're going you've kind of already lost i think right right because you're closing yourself off to like the fun of the city is the spontaneity of it and like the things that can kind of come out of nowhere and like how many times have you gone out to one place and then been, met some random people that are like hey we have a table at blah blah, blah come and you're like margaret like so much of new york is like literally fucking around and finding out yeah 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 and to 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 act like you're too cool for something like that is it's not cool it's just not cool. It's the opposite of cool. It's uncool. How okay. dare you? How dare you go put on Jenna's clothes? I know they were trying to be quirky and have a TV moment. That is so fucking rude. It's one I thing know. if you're like, it's like she, they're, they're stretching out her Valentino blouse and and it's, i don't know it's just like don't like if anything the one thing we know about jenna is that like she holds fashion in the highest regard like don't touch her art pieces like yeah half right. of the house is a closet it's not like so quirky she's a um fashion ceo and a designer like it's not so weird that's like the, the prized possessions of her life yeah it really bothered me also that aaron was it seems like aaron wants to knock jenna down a few pegs like does. not just from putting the clothes on but from when she's like, you know, I'm just thinking it from a realtor's perspective and who would ever buy this place? Right. It's like she lives in like the Carrie Bradshaw dream apartment. It's half literally closet, half bedroom. It's right. gorgeous. You have no taste if you think that no one would want to buy. It, it was such a cool apartment. And not to mention that, like, if you have enough money to buy those kinds of apartments and this is, I'm sure, what Jenna did as well, you also like renovated it's like a big space in new york is a big you, you can sell a big space in new york i mean my cousins have a fabulous but like you might say quirky laid out apartment on the upper east side it's right on the river it's gorgeous but like actually low-key it's two apartments they bought two next door apartments knocked down the 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 middle and redesigned it so that it was like a family home for them it's a weird shape it doesn't make sense in terms of like traditional real estate because it's two apartments put together and then they put the wall they, they made the apartment like I love and my other cousins, place. even on the West side, same thing. It's like apartments in New York. Every space in New York is meant to be creative. No one wants a white box like Aaron lives in. I mean, people want right. that, but it's people. No, with people no have taste. to deal with that. People have to have that in New York. You go, well, this is just what it is. And it's like, well, no, actually, if you have real money, you get something funky and you make it even funkier because you custom tailor it to you. Real money. You said it. That's it. People complain about in the last iteration of the show, Dorinda's mansion in the Berkshires because they're like, oh, it's too quirky. The decor is too whimsical. And it's like, no, that is real money. That's Being real money. To- you have the money to make choices. 
Yes. And not to say I better keep this as a white box so that I can sell it in five For the years when I lose my job right. or whatever. Like you right. shouldn't be worrying about that. You should be making it cool. That's the real power. Right. Move, you know, and it's like the end, especially in New York, if anything, if you're renovating your apartment so that it facilitates your massive 400 pair shoe collection, then you won. It's right. not quirky and weird. It's the pinnacle of success. And she is not the only woman in New York with a 400 pair shoe collection. Right. And we literally all grew up, like you just said, watching Sex in the City where Carrie's whole apartment was a closet. So like, what are we talking about? Like, this is so weird. It's like, no, actually, it's like Carrie Bradshaw's wet dream. Yeah, it was the coolest. One of the coolest apartments I've seen on that By far. on the show. I would yes, live it in one it. of the most interesting parts of the show. Yeah. You know what I have to say also, and I'm sorry, I hope Haley's not listening to this because I'm sure it's not true about her. I've just been dealing with a lot of really, really incompetent realtors lately. And well, it's not her. And that's actually why she well, she's a legacy realtor. And also she she's the reason her business is so good and why it's hard for her to like hire people and have help is because she is she's the standout like she's cut, she's a cut above. She's I a cut above. Like and she and she now. Yeah. Like, I think. Aaron's probably run of the mill. Yes, the industry attracts intellectually incurious people, I think. Absolutely. I mean, even, you know, Haley, even if you are listening, one of the big things when Haley and I, like, so Haley and I were like, and are, I mean, she's my best friend. We were like creative partners on and off. But like in college, she was like, we were comm students, you know, and I would film and television. She was like publicity PR. And she had a really cool um, PR job with the brand Creed. Um, like it's a perfume brand. And then, it was like this big, the only, not, it wasn't even a fight, but like, I like confronted her when she was like, all right, you know what? Like I actually have to make a living. I'm just going to go work with my mom and like become like a really high producing realtor. And I remember being like, no, you're so much better than that. And she's like, right. But like, you can make this creative, you can make it an art. And if you're really good at it, it is kind of interesting. Like mm-hmm. she's, cause I was so afraid for her. Like, no, like you're so creative. You're so this, you're so that, like, you're going to just give your life away to doing paperwork, which essentially is what real estate is. It's basically like being actually detail oriented enough to like finish time sensitive transactions and like negotiate. And also it's just like, people need to trust you and people need to like you enough to keep seeing you like over and over and over again. And Haley's very good at her job, which is why she has a competitive edge and it's fun. But that was like a huge issue in our friendship where I was like, how could you like degrade yourself to this like backup career? And she was like, no, 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 no. It's not going to be that way, the way that I do it. But yes, I'm a little bit sad. Yeah, it's I mean, real estate is really, really interesting in general. And it really surprises me the people that I do encounter while I'm trying to sell my apartment, the things that they say and do and the way that they can't remember anything and they don't write stuff down and I'm like this is the coolest apartment it was built in the 30s it survived the blitz on London like it is sick and these people they just when when buyers come in, they just make things up. They don't even remember how long we've lived here. When it was <laughs> built. They tell people, oh, the building next door has an elevator, but this one doesn't. No, it does. It doesn't. Like oh. it's crazy. <laughs> they just and I'm like, all you guys have to do is like write down five facts on a piece of paper. Or like read the like like sheet. Like a lot of 
you'll go into homes and there's like a printout on the foyer right. and it's like, oh yeah, I'll just carry this around. It's uh this many square feet. Um it's crazy, Sarah. Like I feel like I could do a better job than these people are doing. Yeah, but the thing because is like real I, estate is cool. Who doesn't love looking at houses and finding out their history and stuff? Yeah, but it it so like I my first job out of college was in real estate. I had a job and I was like, maybe I will be a realtor. And hypothetically, I was excited about it because I was like, I love property and I do. But the actual job of it is it's paperwork. It's yeah, it's like all literally time sensitive admin all the time. Yeah, that's a bummer. You have to be up at you have to be up at at three in the morning finishing a board packet before someone else does. And if you have the stamina to finish the paperwork before someone else does, you're the better realtor. Oh, that blows. Okay. Let's start with Erin since we're talking about real estate. What is her chart? So I want to be super clear as the series progresses, I'm sure we're going to get more Astro Intel. So this is just like upon first brush. We don't have any rising signs, but you want to take a guess about, let's say, I like when you guess, give me a sun moon. What do you think sun moon? Okay, so Erin is, how would I describe her? She is humorless. (laughs) She is super serious. Unfortunately, I'm going to say maybe she's got some Capricorn in there. And I say that as a Capricorn. Right. Because it is a stereotype about us. And obviously, I'm not a humorless Capricorn. Some of us have a, a dry wit. Certainly. But she does not. She seems like a Capricorn or a Virgo, just super serious earth. And I think maybe some Pisces because she seems butthurt about everything that crosses her desk. Everything. There is no slight too small for her to make up a big stink about. So great analysis. So Aaron is a cancer son. Okay, that's just as butthurt as Pisces. It just surprises me that she doesn't see the appeal of Jenna's incredible apartment and and the emotionality of that apartment and how much it reflects who Jenna is and why so many people would want to buy that apartment. Like she I guess she's just her hatred of or like her disdain for Jenna or her resentment of Jenna's success is blinding her to that. I don't know. It's very weird. So. We can do Jenna next because I have an interesting point to astrologically what we might be sensing between them. But more than even her, yes, I, first of all, I agree. I think that she was going to do something to dig Jenna, like, or just assert her dominance, whatever. So it's like, mm, like cool success, but like hard to sell. And it's like, okay. The other thing though, That's kind like, of sorry, like middling real estate agent, right, like, right? We don't care what you think about this woman's, this extremely successful woman's apartment. It's literally extremely successful. Doesn't she dressed Michelle Obama, like, right. Let her don't come out the gate trying to put her down, you know? And if anything, she's actually doing the worst thing a realtor can do, which is like the thing about real estate is that if you actually are going to be successful, it's a referral business. It's like Jenna has the clientele that would take your business to the next level. You fucking moron. So true. She's just ousted herself from Jenna's 
inner circle and yeah. Jenna herself. Like if Jenna wants to sell that place, she is not going to call She's Aaron. She's not going to use Aaron, right? No chance. Now, that being said, um few things. Number one, I don't know if Jenna's even tapped into the fact that Aaron was kind of snubbing her or like we'll get to Jenna's chart in a second, but my thing about the Aaron like Aaron's note on like this apartment's hard to sell. I felt a little bit similar to Cheesegate in that it was like, oh, she's just like saying something because she also was the one that was like, Jenna's so kooky. She like likes wheat thins, but not Triscuits. And like, it's so weird. And it's like, um, so she was trying really I, hard to have a sound bite. Yeah. And I think she what she wanted us to know was like, <laughs> like she was just waiting for something to say that's the realtor in me. Because that's how she's going to identify on the show. I don't think she really had like an opinion. I mean, she could say like, this is sort of an interesting layout. Maybe it, maybe her first thought was hard to sell, but I actually think she was just more trying to like, like have something to say that would be like good on television. Like, I think yeah. she's the one that's working the hardest to be like, I mean, the amount that in her storylines poop and diarrhea came up, it's like, she's sort of reaching across the board for like, it's like, and then my son shit his pants. And then like shot of the son walking out. I have poopies. And it's like, ah! the family she's, erupts in laughter. It's like, she's, she's reaching for drama. She's trying to be Bethany. Bethany in her early seasons. I mean, everyone is going to be trying to be Bethany in one way or the other. Like I said, she's the blueprint, but mm. she's trying to be the Greek chorus. And she's yeah, just not, right, right. She's yes, not that totally. person. Yes. She's not that person at all. Like she is a stick in the mud boring she's early Luann kind of you know mm. so it's like you're not gonna be the relatable funny one you're right her moon Virgo oh my god yeah I knew it yeah she, that makes complete sense she's super detail oriented yep detail oriented and like honestly kind of missing the forest for the trees in terms yes. of looking at real estate and saying why is this not a perfect white box? It's not going to sell because she doesn't have that like emotional connection to the job. She's just got right. like a detail oriented. Right. She's thinking in terms of like the, the literal specifics of like, like statistically, I find that it's. Burroughs furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Easier to sell more cookie-cutter stuff. And it's like, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, but you should, I mean, if you care about and like your job, you should be wanting these big deals from people like Jenna Lyons. You should be kissing her ass about her freaking house so that you will get her and all of her friends work, you right. know, or 100%. Get I mean, she has a huge amount. She has a big cancer stellium. So she has her son, her Mercury, her Lilith and her Mars all in cancer. So like she's I would my guess from her and then her Venus is with her Chiron in in Gemini. It's like I think she's extremely moody. Like I think one day she'd be like, this is a great listing. And then another day she'd be like, I couldn't possibly sell this. Like I think she just really moves with the moon. And I think that Virgo moon in her chart is what keeps her like anchored like throughout the moods she she wants practicality and function to balance out how changeable her mind can be how does cancer relate to real estate home family internal things you know cancer is the the dwelling Mm -hmm. she seems the 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 space it's the domestic space she's definitely family oriented family oriented and it's like the work of real estate is very much like socializing in and around your home or other people's home like you don't if you're a realtor you don't actually technically ever have to go into an office unless you're going to print something that you're going to use the company printer to print 700 page board application for but like you can do it from home you can have a family I mean I think a lot of people become realtors because they're like well I have kids now what can I do while also being a full-time mom yeah yeah it's flexible work Mm mm-hmm and like out in okay. your own schedule at your own pace. And for somebody that's moody, it's great because it's like, I don't really feel like working today. It's like, great. No one's no one's got a gun to your head. Just your mortgage. <laughs> All right, cool. What about Jen Alliance? I understand they keep telling us she's quirky, but not showing us, you know, right, it's dude. A- 100%. I'm like, she's not that quirky. She doesn't seem she's that creative. Quirky. She's a it's- she's a successful creative. It's definitely quirky to leave your husband for a woman like that's after you've been working at this. I mean, it's quirky to go into J. Crew, which is the most, you know, kind of stick up your ass brand and turn it into sparkly fun. Michelle Obama, you know, like she she has an element of the unexpected to her. She is quirky. What they are saying, she likes dill, but she doesn't like parsley. Is Was that the bizarre. like, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, everything Aaron is saying gets no traction on this episode because it's all just like sound bites that are dumb. She thinks they're, she thinks she's slaying, but it's like, dude, like bad. Ex- and also it's so Virgo to be like dill, not like dill versus parsley. It's like, okay, Virgo, like relax on the, on the like table greens, like just, you know, calm yeah, down. Like, why do you even remember that about Right. It's it's ridiculous. But anyway, I do think she has an element of quirk and I do think she is a bit of an alien. Just from her vibe, the way she talks, the way that she kind of she is floating above all of the drama already. She already is proving herself to be entertaining enough without engaging in the fights, which is the mark of a true God tier housewife. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of like Karen Huger, but Karen Huger does mm. fight. But anyway, Jenna has to be Aquarius. She has to have some Aquarius, I would say, in her big three or maybe just an Aquarius stellium because she she's out of this world. She's from a different world. And I think she might also have 
I don't, she, I, I know that we did our episode on Carl Lagerfeld and decided that Virgo is the perfect sign for any creative director or designer of a major fashion house, but well, I for don't, someone that's going to like save a fashion house, which is what she did with J crew, but, but she got fired later on. So, so I was going to ask you about that actually. Cause like I tried to look into it. Can you tell me a little bit? Can you just, if we don't know, like, what is the story? Cause like in a few interviews, she's like, I left to do, or like some people have reported, like she left to do real housewives. And then I'm like, no way she, the ending of her work at J crew was years ago. Yeah. And now she's doing this. And I guess she was starting like an eyelash company because she has like an eyelash disease or whatever or something of the eyelash. But like, I was not clear about the circumstances, not only around her public outing from page six, but also why her tenure at J crew, I guess, unceremoniously ended. Can, can you fill us in? I don't think we know the details, but I will just say in general with fashion houses, it's not that J crew is like a fashion house. It's a brand, but right with being a fashion designer, um, you answer to the shareholders and you answer to how much people are buying your stuff. So for example, at Gucci, Alessandro Michel completely turned the brand around in like maybe 2016, 2015, seriously brought maximalism to the forefront, like fashion utterly upended everything. And he got fired last year because the, the clothes weren't selling as much. So it's really just that simple. Like you can come in and make a huge splash and be the talk of the town. But if the clothes at any point, if the, you know, the bottom line starts to diminish at all, you're out. It's truly just business. So, you know, she was super buzzy. Yeah. Super successful with dressing Michelle Obama. She put J crew back on the map after it had kind of gone away for a while. Yeah. And then I think just with e-commerce and different things changing in the retail space, it stopped selling as much. And Mm -hmm. it's really easy to just get rid of the highest paid figurehead and go in a completely new direction. And that's all that happened. So it doesn't diminish what she did for the brand earlier. It's just the way the cookie crumbles it's a business you know and i mean 27 year reign at a company that you ultimately take over is pretty fucking awesome exactly she's a a g like she is i mean massive success no one can take any of that away from her she's she really is so talented and she did something unprecedented for we call it in the uk a high street brand what would you call it in the u.s A, a chain like a mass market chain you know like yeah, I, I guess I would call it like a, yeah, like work clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what know, other you know, like brand? Reliable, reliable work clothes. Right. Have you ever known who was the creative director of Express or Banana Republic? No. Right. That's or so the Gap even. True. She changed the game. Like she is a yeah. star. Right. And so, the thing about J Crew that's so cool is like it does have. Or at least I don't even know what it looks like anymore. I haven't been to like a mall since before COVID. But like, um, I feel like during the Jenna Lyons tenure, J. Crew was in the same way that Kim's silhouette was like undeniably her. I feel like you'd see something and go, that's J. Crew. It almost yes. became like a, a way to describe it was J. Crew-ish, you know, like. Yes. Even the way we were describing Jonah Hill's ex, Sarah Brady, we were like, she has a J. The, the swimsuit pics look like J. Crew. That's like literally what we said about it. Yeah. So I think she's got 
I already said Aquarius and I think she's also got Capricorn because even though I slandered us Capricorns just a minute ago saying we can be self-serious sticks in the mud, I think that the other side of Capricorn is really kooky and really witty and really likes to shake up the traditional stuff. Like we like to learn the rules so that we can subvert them and fuck with them. Like David Bowie and Kate Moss are Capricorns. So I could see Jenna Lyons being from the David Bowie, Kate Moss school of Capricorns. So Capricorn Aquarius, that's my answer. Right. So we don't know her rising. I think it would make a total sense for her to be either rising. Like she does have a very Saturnian I mean, anybody to become a, a big time CEO has a Saturnian influence, but here it's somewhere different than you'd think. So she is an air stellium, but it's not Aquarius. She has her Venus, her sun and her Mars all in Gemini. OK, sure. She also has her Mercury at one degree. Cancer. So what's really interesting about Aaron and jenna's charts actually is that like their venuses are almost exactly conjunct their mercuries are almost exactly conjunct the only difference is that well and actually they also have the same nodes they're 18 years apart they also have the same south node and north node they both just came into their nodal return as did i 18 years apart 68 well i don't i just guessed just based on the astrology so i don't what's 68 minus 87 I don't know, but I can't believe Erin was born the same year as me. Her vibe is old. Jenna and Erin's charts are hilariously similar. They have the same Mercury. They have the same Venus. They have the same nodes. Jenna is 19 years older than Erin. So as they both enter this south node in Libra, north node in Aries nodal return, they're both being called even more deep into their soul mission of Aries. Both of their Venuses is Aaron's Chiron. So Aaron is wounded. Aaron's very triggered by Jenna because in the way that Jenna, even if she did get like outed by page six, whatever that story is, in the way that Jenna actually is very comfortable being herself and leading as a boss bitch, like leading revolutions of boss bitches into the future. And yep, literally so- getting all of America to dress like her, her right, individual like style. Right, right, right. Like, you're so right, though, that like, yeah, name another CEO of a brand. Like, you can't. Like, she, and, and the difference is like, for, for Jenna, her North Node in Aries is conjunct her Saturn. So- her responsibility, her life's work is to be th- when you're picking up on that Aquarius Capricorn, what you're actually picking up on is like a 55 year old woman who is actually doing her soul work, which is to move into that integral Aries Saturn leadership position. Exactly what you're saying. Get the world to dress like Aries me. And and is it like Erin is triggered because Jenna is so individual. She is so herself. And Erin is reading that as 
quirky and it's like right. no she just likes parsley more than dill like she just has preferences you freak in your white box apartment like well right? i think that the, yeah but i think the reason specifically that she's triggered is because if and when Aaron continues to age and evolve into, and it'll be interesting to see what the next, like I love that this show is premiering now. They're both North Nodes and Aries and the North Node just moved into Aries. And I feel like we're going to see them both go through, I guess it was filmed, whatever, six months ago, but like over the next few seasons, I assume this will get a, a few seasons at least, but like we're going to watch them go through both of their nodal returns. Jenna is older. 19 years, an entire eclipse cycle older than Aaron. So they're in different phases of their soul evolution. And it's like, I actually think what Aaron's triggered by is the fact that she's a little bit afraid of becoming a Jenna. Like, I think she's South Node and Libra, she's playing it safe. The reason, right, right. The reason that she's like, this apartment would be hard to sell isn't actually because it would be hard to sell. It's because, like, I think what she's actually expressing is like, look, I'm used to, as a South Node, she's a South Node in Libra, Virgo moon, and then Cancer Sun, but then Venus. Like, her Venus in Gemini would indicate, especially with her Chiron there as well, would indicate that she also has maybe, like, a kinky underside or some um you know venus in gemini energy is very like i like this and i like that and i'm always curious to find out what other things i like it's a very flirty venus placement and i think she's a little bit in i think she's afraid of embracing her full jenna if that makes any sense Jenna, Jenna represents all the things that Aaron also is here to become, but they really do actually get each other. They have the same Mercury almost at the same degree and they have the same Venus at the same degree. Yeah. Like and, the she, same, and the same North node at almost the same degree. She, Aaron seems like she just wants to, it's funny because the biggest personality trait of herself that she seems to observe, which I wouldn't even, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a funny thing to say about yourself is just, I'm a New Yorker. I'm the New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker through and through. So even her most individualized trait in her eyes is something that means you fit into a group. Do you know what well, I mean? Like, yes. And side note, I will say that that's also where we're really lucky being from New Jersey, because I will say that is the one annoying downfall of all people that grew up in Manhattan. One time Haley and I, oh, I she'll know. love this. One time Haley and I were at a nightclub and we were at gypsy bar in boston and it was like sort of last call time the bars in boston closed way earlier than here it was like sort of last call time and it had started to snow so there was like a mad rush to the of course you have to do the coat check because you have to have like a heavy down jacket to go party so it was a mad rush to the coat check people were like shoving us and like it was it got like very like drunken sort of like just like like people pressed up against it, whatever Haley, in a, she's blackout she's screaming I'm from Manhattan. I'm from Manhattan. Like, don't treat me like this. I'm from Manhattan. And then she was getting in men's faces being like, you what? I swear to God. And then Haley, and then like, we were kind of getting like shoved around. She was like literally puffing her chest and being like, I'm from Manhattan and you don't push a lady. Nothing to do with being from Manhattan. I that's really funny. I love it. But that's like a thing. Like Manhattan people, I do think sometimes 
just like get to coast on like but I'm from here and it's like okay but like I know and we're still we're still just we're still just plebeians we're still just fucking regular people in the fucking coat check line in Boston college right we still somehow ended up in Boston so something no one gives a fuck that you're from Manhattan (laughs) it wasn't even like I'm from I'm from Manhattan I'm from Manhattan I'm from Manhattan people were like you could hear people in like the background like so like she was screaming that's and, so funny and then people were like shoving us like as it was moving forward and she'd be like i'm from manhattan and you don't push a lady as if being from manhattan was like some like coverall for the way that, that we were acting it's like we're in a blackout um and we're yeah i'm from new jersey from the tri-state area and uh either way please don't push us and we'll just we're gonna keep going with the flow of the line like for some reason she thought she could cut the line being from manhattan somehow <laughs> That's really funny. It's it's just funny to me that for Aaron, it's like, okay, Aaron, what is your trait? What's your thing? And it's like, I'm a New Yorker. And it's like, okay, so are six million other people. What else you got? You, well, it's you like, know, no, it's like what it actually literally is, is like- picked the, to be your identity, the most common city identity in the United States because it's the most populated city. You know, it's like, Yes, I understand why that's special. And I understand people who were born and raised in Manhattan are definitely a different breed for sure. But it's just just hearing her chart and seeing how triggered she is by Jenna Lyons individuality. It's just like she just wants to be part of a team. That is like her number one goal is to have keep her walls white. Don't put up anything too crazy. Don't renovate. Just get the best price you can get because you have the most empirically acceptable by the masses apartment. Like that is her life motto. And it sounds like in this note will return, maybe that will change. If anything, her relationship with Jenna, fraught as it may seem, is going to up-level her career tenfold if she allows herself to be influenced by Jenna. Yeah. And I hope she does. I really, yeah. I really do hope she does. Cause I think there is a spark plug under there. I think there is an interesting, there's, a, there's definitely a big sister, little, little sister vibe going on. If she does, if she stops talking shit about Jenna to the camera, which also can be contentious. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Um, Jessel is so boring. All we saw is that she was kind of mean to her husband and, uh, she's got a mid Atlantic accent because she moved yeah. from London to New York at 22 and she pronounces khaki cocky. Cocky. Like I was so confused when she was looking through her closet. I'm like, the theme is cocky. I'm like, how would you dress that way? Like wearing like a jersey with your name on it? Like, what would like a cocky yeah. look be? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what's really cocky? Weird. Like just wearing a thong and a mesh thing like all the celebs are doing. Like, what's cocky? I'm like, oh, khaki. Oh, khaki. So I'm gonna guess, and this is again rinsing myself. Um, I think <laughs> maybe she's got some Taurus in there because sometimes Taurus can be an outwardly boring person on television that takes a while to bloom because it's a lot of inner inner turmoil rather than exterior and maybe she's got some cancer i don't know why she gives me cancer vibes because she's a bitch no but okay so (laughs) jessel it's interesting we really do need to get a time the internet's reporting her as a scorpio but actually october 23rd 1979 if we put in 12 p.m is the time it's a 29 degree libra sun with a 26 degree Scorpio moon. So if she was born later that day, she could be a Sag moon and a Scorpio sun. But if she but she was born before noon, she's a Libra sun, Scorpio moon. But we don't really know. Okay, knowing that either way she's got Scorpio in there. Either way she's got me, Scorpio in there. Yeah. 
gives me hope that she will become more interesting. And it makes sense that she seems boring right now because Scorpio, right. they come, they She's come from behind. Something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She also has her- something. It's just, they, 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 they keep things close to the chest until it's time to strike. So that's exactly okay. right. That's exactly and that's right. all we need to say about her because like I said, she's a little boring. So who's next? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Uba, we love her. We love dubs. We love the oobs. You want to guess? Uba Hassan. She's just exuberant, sweet, and nice. I think she could have Leo. And uh, that's all I know about her so far. We didn't get enough time with her. So yeah, I'm, I just am going to say Leo. So she is a Leo son. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do we know her move? Libra moon. Cute. Okay. I love, love you. Know I love, you know, I love a Leo Libra. Yeah, she's just here to be pretty and have fun. So fashion. So fucking fashion. Yeah, love it. That's amazing. So good. Okay. Now, how about Psy? Our pick for alpha of the group. Absolutely. Oh, what's like a chill? She's a chill alpha. That's what I like about her. She's so (laughs) she's so Brooklyn. Like she's such a Brooklyn born and bred. She's so Brooklyn. Like she's just in the background, but somehow in control and cool as fuck what is her sign well so she kind of has the same thing she's born on a what some might call a cusp day so if she was born before noon she Mm -hmm. could be a 29 degree scorpio sun but if she was born after she was born noon or later she's a zero degree sagittarius sun which actually makes sense to me you're saying chill when i the reason Sagittarius makes sense to me for her, although Scorpio, she could be a late degree Scorpio son in a way where she's sort of like really controlling her image. Mm-hmm. But I also could see a zero Which is degree an influencer. You are right. But I think in a way, Sagittarius zero degree Sagittarius could also make sense, which is why she's a little bit lifted above the, the even if she's in the drama, she's lifted above it. Yeah. And she has a jolly vibe and yeah. her way. Of she does. Just- her way of just saying, yeah, I didn't want to go to catch. It reminds me of my sister who's a Sagittarius. Very Sagittarius, right. Sagittarians just like say the truth. Yeah, so, okay, let's go Now, actually, that be- no, that being said, real quick, speaking of Casey, she also, like Casey, is a Gemini moon. So I think it would wow. make sense. She does have a very full moon sort of personality. Um, sa- I-, I Sag sun, but zero degree Sag sun. So she's not like so like, boisterous or ostentatious but she's just lifted above the drama of scorpio but that moon in gemini means like yeah she could she could hang with this she could hang with that i like that i mean Mm -hmm. this is all just reinforcing our earlier position that totally she's the coolest and best one in the group totally and her it's interesting her south node is in aquarius her north node is in leo so her being able to like be an early influencer makes so much sense because it's like yeah she actually has like a relate like a, a past life comfortability and relationship with like technology and systems and the algorithm and then her north node in leo is like but you're the star of the system that is like the life of a diy influencer yeah love that for her mm-hmm. and finally last but not least the non-new yorker that they bought for the show <laughs> bryn bryn whitfield what do you think Ugh, it's hard to say because I can't 
put my finger on the sign energy of a person. She's trying too hard is the thing. Like, yeah, she thinks she's a Leo. Do you know what I mean? Like she <laughs> thinks she's the doll. That's as Azealia Banks would say, but she's uh-huh. not the doll. She needs to chill a little bit. Like she needs to relax into the show and, and not try so hard with her. She and Erin both were just trying too hard with the one liners. They're both definitely going to have a lot of tension as we continue. What were Erin's signs again? Can you remind me? Cancer, Cancer sun, Virgo, Virgo moon, Venus in Gemini. So I think Bryn and Aaron trigger each other. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I could... sort of feel like Aaron is Virgo moons are pretty highly triggerable because they're just like, you're not perfect. You're not perfect. You're not perfect. Nah. Right. She seems triggered by everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm the only one that's from Manhattan. Yeah. She's like, yeah. even my birth is perfect. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You know, Bryn, Bryn's Midwesternness, her David's bridal vibe is just <laughs> overshadowing any sign that I could pick up. So I'm just going to hand it over to you. Tell us what she is. Aquarius sun. That's weird. Gemini moon. I was going to say Gemini. I was going to say sense that She and Sai are close. It seems like they're the closest so far because they're both Gemini moon. So they're kind of like they just get the game the other one's playing. Gemini moons, finding another Gemini moon is like ace in the hole. My mom and Joanne, Gemini moons, no matter how chaotic they both are being, they just totally get each other. Yeah, I can see that. And I think Bryn, like she seems a lot, she seems like she's leaning more into her Gemini side than her Aquarius side because she does seem like she's mirroring everyone that she's around at any given moment. Well, but the way that that's Aquarius is that she's mirroring everybody and she doesn't mind rabble rousing because like my mother, she's a little bit detached from giving a fuck about anyone's actual feelings. Yeah, that that makes sense. I can see that for Aquarius. because She's trying to come in and like pull the puppeteer strings in a way. Right, but she's kind of failing. That's why that's what why I'm surprised that she is an Aquarius son, because she's not really doing a good job. You can see the work going on, you know? Well, but that's I think more her moon in Gemini is conjunct her Chiron in Gemini. So I think when you're saying that we can see the work, what you're seeing, like what you're describing actually is like sort of like seeing her thinking her mercury is in pisces so she's really intuitive she's really watery creative nebulous but i do think that she's like playing a part and i think when we're saying like we can see the work what we're saying is we can see the mirroring which is that chiron conjunct moon she's she really is doing a lot of work to quote unquote fit in but the reason someone would have to do that kind of work to fit in is because they were just like a zoomed out aquarius that's just like i don't fit in i'm an alien i'm from the midwest (laughs) i think (laughs) yeah she's trying to play like yeah that thing of being like i can't be seen at that restaurant is so like lame playing a part trying so hard to fit in that you're actually giving up that you it's it's like the ludicrously capacious bag on succession you know the the giant Burberry tote it's like you're trying so hard that you've so completely overshot the mark that now we all know you're from the midwest no there's literally your instagram phone we're all polling is this person actually not only is she obviously not from new york but she doesn't even live in new york she didn't live in i would assure we'll have to look but Based on her behavior, her looks, her chart, 
she, she that's what I don't think she's the Audrina in terms of personality. I think she's the Audrina in terms of like, okay, we just like need someone to like come and like be the actor on the reality show. Yeah, like she it's almost a fish out of water yeah scenario for her like all the other women are in a morality play like a a, a yes etiquette play where they're all yes. sorting out this stuff whereas she's a, just a fish out of water who's trying to fit in and now i want and, and to watch and, and doesn't give a fuck if she rabble rouses right yeah yeah the because- way that she was talking about like i'm going into my execution it's like she couldn't have been taking anything going on that we witnessed on the show less seriously yeah yeah I just hope that she relaxes a little bit and becomes a little bit more natural because it's hard to watch when people are just trying to spit out these iconic one-liners all the time and like trying. I so found hard. her to be really hard to watch. Yeah, me too. It was just fake. She just came across as someone who was playing a role. And yeah, like I mean, right. It's like you shouldn't be. You shouldn't like seem so hired. Like, yeah. She she seemed like she was on Bad Girls Club or something like she was. And wait, I just well, so I was just checking in with her birthday real quick. And on one of the sites that I just pulled up, it turns out that according to this website, her mentor. in So she moved from the Midwest to L.A. Her mentor became, according to this website, Lisa Vanderpump, who she lived in her house for two years as a she said she was dead broke. And she lived with Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump got her in. What? She's an L.A. girl. She's a Midwestern transplant into L.A. Vanderpump. I, I said I was like, she should be on Vanderpump. She looks like a Didn't sir you girl. Just pull that out of your ass. Like an I hour literally ago. pulled it out of my ass. And just when I was just checking her birthday, I'm like, oh, she has she Lisa. She's one of Lisa Vanderpump's come onto my wing, child. Little girl. Oh, my God. She you are a genius. I feel like I got her number right away. Like, I'm so shocked that she actually lived with Lisa Vanderpump. I was literally just making a comparison. I know. I know that is so if anything, crazy. it shows the power of Vanderpump, though, because she really is talk about the ultimate influencer of the influencers like Vanderpump is pumping out these reality stars. I know she puts her stamp on them, too, because oh, yeah. you're right. This one, this woman belongs on Vanderpump rules like she does the wrong show. Belong. Yeah, she's on the wrong show. Oh, God. Or I maybe hope- it's not the wrong show. Maybe she's going to be like like a la Lisa's protege. This is like just how we get to know her. and then. She opens a restaurant with Lisa and they have that own spinoff or it's like it's like what I think Lisa Vanderpump has showed us about the Bravo infrastructure is that like it is a way to up level your influencer career, but like with a network. So once you're in, you're kind of in. I don't know. Like I didn't see that the New York cast was rebooting, but I did see that they were going to like a lake. (laughs) <laughs> like oh yeah crappy lake that's a spinoff with just two of the cast members but that's what i'm saying that once you're in the universe you can kind of become a plug and play avatar yeah 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 like she's gonna become a brandy glanville kind of person yeah because brandy glanville also in beverly hills was she never fit in she was always a fish out of water and she just created drama like it was her job and she was a vanderpump protege so yeah, this makes a lot of sense that this woman is is a Brandy 2.0. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like New York doesn't need that. New York is an interesting enough city and has interesting enough people that we don't need plug and play rabble rousers. And I well, don't know. Well, except that maybe part of it is like, thank God she's there a little bit and we can have like some fake cheese conflict because actually New York is so interesting that the like Hasidic Jewish cast member had to eject before the show started and they did need to piece t- together 
an episode. And I think Bryn, with all that air in her chart, is literally like, I don't even care if these people like me. I don't care what I say. I don't care what I do. Put me on TV. I'll do whatever. Like she kind of just she just feels very like a, she just feels like a plant to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're I'm you're really bringing me around to that. I also think though that it's not fun to watch someone who doesn't care if the other women like them because the whole point of the show is how people get along and how friend groups function in a high echelon of like not society but net worths at least you know I think that's ultimately why this fell short to me because I'm like they're not friends they're still they're not friends Roni felt phony to me yeah 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 so it felt this did fall short for you it did I felt like I could have put together a group of my most successful actual friends. It would have been diverse. It would have been financially satisfying with fabulous apartments, but it would have been real people who I I got the sense that like, I think Jen is a little bit older than the other. She is older than the other girls. Yeah. I, I just feel like they were, for some reason, they kept it in the cuts. I just feel like they were sharing a little bit too many times of them as characters saying like, well, I don't really know these girls. So I decided to do a dinner and it's like, don't say that. Don't say that. Why do they keep that in? Why did they keep that in? Like, and I'm only saying this because it's the end of the episode. So only real heads are still around. It's like when one of us has not watched a show and right, and we're being like faking it. Like, yeah, (laughs) and I'm like, edit that out because people don't need to know that we never watched Vanderpump Rules until Scandaval right. happened. Like, it's, right. it's hurting our own- to have guests. It's like, no, we needed the guests. <laughs> yeah, like, it, 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 it hurts their credibility to be like, yeah, we don't actually know each other. It's right. so dumb. Right. Like, I hated how many, I, I'm telling you, this had a very first day of college orientation, first day of camp vibe to me. And it's like, all right, so they're all going to see how they- see how they become friends, but they're not friends. Yeah. The other issue is, you know, the original premise of Real Housewives when it began as Real Housewives of Orange County, it was, you know, an amalgamation. It was a Frankensteining of several concepts. It was the OC mixed with Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives, right. We want to know what goes on with this rarefied echelon of women. We want to know what happens in this community in Orange County. And then Real Housewives in New York City, it was focused on the Upper East Side, which was really right. popular because of Gossip Girl. We want to know what goes on in these real enclaves. Right. But you got the this... sense in the first New York cast that they were in the same universe. This feels like casting. Yes. This is just rich people who happen to live in different parts of New York City and they're it's in just, their 30s. So it is literally so saved by the Bell New Class. Like I can't. It's like, yeah, they're all cool. Yeah. They're going to have careers. Like it's still a watchable show, but it doesn't actually like replace the first cast. And it doesn't really solve the problem that like I think they were setting out to. I think in a way, the only problem they were setting out to based on what you're saying earlier, it's like the only problem that Andy was actually setting out to resolve was the racism issue so they were like no it's super diverse these are all people that live in new york except for brenda who now lives here and we're gonna get jenna lyons it's like they were and kind of trying to to show a different like no we know new york's diverse get brooklyn in there and it's like mm, okay. and they just took the racist cast members and moved them to a new version of the show it's like what are you the catholic church we're just uh-huh. moving we're just moving them around. We're not doing it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, kind of though, because Andy's like not actually having a problem with the racism. He's having a problem with the criticism that they're not representing New York because New York's diverse. Right. But it 
that's the thing is like, well, the show was never meant to represent New York. There was like, right. it was a scandal and an entire plot point of the first season that one of the women lived in an outer borough. Like it was right. meant to represent the Upper East Side. So now it is, it isn't really a community to just be doing that's exactly right all of these different new yorkers from different walks of life yes it's a nice idea right i would rather have a real housewives of brooklyn exactly that because that would have a theme and that would be yes i have said that so many times like you would have people like more micro it is the better right like arguing over shifts at the food co-op you know like Yeah. Shit like that. Whereas this is just people who have nothing to do with each other who happen to live in the same city. And like Atlanta is a actual like community subset of a and city. Potomac. So it's Potomac. Exactly. Potomac is a small subset of a city. Right. Those women all live in Bergen County in New Jersey. They all well, are New Jersey neighbors. is losing its touch too, though, because it used to be it had this frisson of danger because it's felt mob adjacent at the same time that Sopranos and Jersey Shore came yes. out and it's lost that. And now it's just people squawking at each other. And it's yeah, like, but wait, either way, why the people squawking at each other. This? Yeah. But you know that those people see each other at the farmer's market. The thing about New York is that as as functionally small as it is, it's huge. Those Cy in Brooklyn would never run into someone that lives on the Upper East Side. It's possible that they wouldn't unless they were like going to the same kinds of things. Maybe they're all like meeting up in fashion events and that's how, right. how they like sort of peripherally know each other. But like they wouldn't like the thing about like even if New Jersey's losing its wheels, it's losing the, the wheels in the town that they're all in. Right. Like, well, one of the women in New Jersey is from Sayreville now and the rest are in Bergen County. It's like, what? Oh, this makes God, no right. sense. No and, sense. Like, yeah, Real Housewives of New York City would make more sense if they all worked in the same industry or something. But right. then it wouldn't be housewives. Like these women aren't real housewives. Like the whole right, point location of the plays sh- such a huge part. Like neighborhood plays is like a, a character in and of itself. But like New York isn't a character. The Upper East Side is a character. Right, exactly. So I think that's the issue. And these women are not real housewives. They are just like a housewife is a very specific like, yes, right. the women on the show shows have always had careers, but they've also been very much like living up to that housewife aesthetic. And that's why it was from the beginning. You're supposed to love to hate them. You're supposed to be kind of looking down at them. You're not supposed right. to be looking at them as like paragons of how to exist in a multicultural how to be an influencer society. That makes it. Right, right. In a multicultural. Yeah. And I think if anything, the the other unspoken thing here is that like, OK, so like, am I remembering we had Tuesday. This is actually the real house husbands of new york we have two stay-at-home husbands in the mix here oh my god like, i didn't even notice that right i got the sense that what's the boring one jessel jess jessel and size husbands stay yeah. home with the kids Sai is the one that earned her place here she's best case scenario for an actual like og influencer who did it grassroots built a life for herself she was from nothing brooklyn she did get to that Brooklyn townhouse all on her own merit and work ethic and leaning into like when influencing became a thing, she was one of the early adapters mm-hmm. and I'm really happy for, her. I think this is, I think it's my reading that changed her life. And I think this yeah, is probably. best case scenario for a 40 something influencer. Yeah. Yes. Well, she's a star. We love her. But it's like, but it's like, actually the show, if we keep it in integrity would be the house husband. Then he doesn't work. You do. 
Right. Like the the show is a different concept. It's not Real Housewives of New York. As much as I'm it's real, it's real people living in New York. Right. It's like real people who worked their way up and made it. Like they didn't none of them even have like quote unquote married up, which was a huge part of the first season. You had the you had Luann who married a count. You had Sonia who married the bank. You had Bill who married Bobby the Zarin Fabrics man. Like they they all were like kind of and it's not to say that that's a good thing to be defined by your husband's uh, career or but network. But it's real. It, but it's, it's real, real housewives. housewives. It's real. Right. That's real housewives. Yeah. It's just a different. And I think concept. that was a part of the drama that before it was like these women with a little bit of extra time on their hands. That's why Desperate Housewives. Did you watch? I loved Desperate Housewives. It was like my, I never one of my really favorite. watched it, but I know oh, it it's, a, it's worth yeah. a rewatch. It's great. It's great. And that was why Ladies Who Lunch. It's Ladies Who Lunch. And then in in Desperate Housewives, there was like a murder mystery involved. And so it was really fun. Like, why did she kill herself? Who was in what was really going on kind of thing? But like, right. It was like, what's going on when we're at school? What's going on when they're at when the guys are at work? It's like the the behind the scenes of like women's world when they have time on their hands. That's it. That's what Real Housewives was supposed to be. And I don't know. It's just, I guess things have to change with the times. There's not really an interesting Upper East Side social scene to cover on a show like this anymore, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if it was going to be the next iteration of that, you would have like women who are married to finance guys and you would have like, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's just, it's fine though. I like the show. This is like the real influencers of New York. Exactly. Across all boroughs. (laughs) Yeah. Real influencers of New York City. That's what it is. It's not. Yeah. Real Housewives. It's Real Housewives of New York and someone that was a real housewife or a real influencer of L.A. who moved here to start shit. Yeah. I saw a Twitter egg saying that. And I wonder if that's a person who knows her from L.A. A lot of the Twitter eggs love her, though. I mean, like the Midwest, Middle America is living for Bryn, which is Dude, not surprising. Get but Bryn on The Bachelor. Means- you want to revive the franchise? Make her the lead in The Bachelor. We're so on the same same wavelength because like that was what I was going to say or like tweet <gasps> about her outfit. I was like, how are you looking down on catch when you're dressed like a bachelor contestant? I was like, how dare you? What are you in a first night gown? Like, like also, yeah. God bless Jenna Lyons. What a nice what a pure soul. And everyone's walking into her house and being like, you look amazing. It's like, OK, for the record, Aaron does look amazing in a basic black, but she was dressed as black licorice. I mean, it was a black long sleeve shirt and black stretchy pants. Like, she's like, look at you. It's like, she like they all showed up just wearing basic black, except for Bryn, who wore a basic black gown. Like from Dynasty Why? or something. Right, it was from Rainbow and Port Authority. Yeah, it was weird. Okay, I gotta go, because I gotta eat my dinner. Get out of here. We are the real house podcasters of New Jersey and overseas New Jersey, and we are proud to be exactly what we are. Yes. And yeah, exactly. When I'm saying that this girl, you can tell she's from the Midwest. Once again, you can tell I'm from Jersey. I'm not saying I'm a New Yorker. It's just that you can tell that she ain't. And what is she doing on the New York TV show? Right. It's like it's like too obvious of like a of like a a stopgap or like a Band-Aid or something. It's like. Right. They should have done it like Ladies of London, which was a great show because they had half of the cast was from London. Half the cast was American. And the whole thing was fish out of water. It was like Americans being embarrassing because they didn't understand London. And that was like one of the best shows that was ever on television. So like they 
I don't know. It, it it just the show is working. I like it. It's just it's a but different actually, we format. Didn't see, we didn't see Bryn's apartment either. You said we did. We saw Uba's apartment for a second. It was just like a yeah. sort of studio in in Columbus Circle. We really did. Bryn's like, yeah, I'm still living in the in the Roosevelt Hotel until I rent a place. Like she doesn't live there. Oh my god, she said that. I didn't even catch that. No, she didn't say that. I'm putting those words in her mouth. But we oh. did not see even a. We did see Uba's apartment actually. We didn't even see a hint of where Bryn lives. Oh, we so have Bryn's- no idea know what neighborhood she lives in. Bryn is fresh off the plane from Villa Rosa. I literally feel that she still lives with her stuff is at Lisa Vanderpump's. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Based on what I just Googled, like, I literally think she was like, OK, I'll do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> she stopped working at Sir to come do this show. Oh that's my God. not fact. I'm 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 like hypothesizing. OK, now that we've totally bashed her, I kind of feel bad. I feel bad because these women are like our age. No, we're not bashing her. We're bashing Andy for for treating us like idiots. The the producers, the casting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's we're not yeah, stupid. Andy, 14 not... years in. We know who lives there and who doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. OK, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. Let us know who your favorites are. Maybe everyone likes Bryn. Maybe we've misread this, but I don't think so, because we're right about literally everything. I mean, it's just it's what it is. So I'm really sorry that we're right about everything, but at least it's authentic to who we are. Yes. Exactly. Also, Ariana getting divorced. We called that, too. Bye. Oh, yeah. But also, I think everyone called that. I mean, that's just I know. It's like, what is she doing? It was like, what? Who? What? Big week for realtor news, though, I guess. He's a realtor. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Face trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.